Hey there, welcome to the Winx Forever podcast. I'm Lola, creator, host, and lifelong Winx fan. I'm taking a deep dive into Hello Winx this year with my friend Thomas Vaccaro, aka Unicorn of War. So whether you've been a Winx fan since 2004, like myself, or you vaguely remember it from your childhood, or even if you're being introduced to it for the first time, welcome. This is the Winx Forever podcast. Hello, fairy friends. Welcome to the Halloweenks edition of the Winks Forever podcast. I am your host, Lola Valentine. Today, we have got a fairy spooky show for you, and I am so happy to welcome back Thomas Vaccaro, aka Unicorn of War on YouTube, to the show. We had so, so much fun recording this episode. So without further ado... Here is my conversation with Thomas Vaccaro, a.k.a. Unicorn of War, about all things Halloweenks. Now, you know I simply couldn't cover all there is to talk about this topic without the help of my dear friend, YouTuber and author, Thomas Vaccaro, or better known as Unicorn of War on YouTube. Thomas, welcome hey. back to the show! Yes! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. You have opened the doors once more to hell. I don't know why you do this, but you have. And I thank you for that. Listen, I'm just excited for Thomas and Lola to reunite and talk about some spooky wink shit. <laughs> well, absolutely. Who else would you have do this? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you were on for the nightmare episode. How could I not invite I'm, you I'm back still, to <laughs> I'm still floored that this that this happened, like the stars aligned for this. <laughs> I'm still not sure how or why. Like, it, for some reason, it makes sense, though. <laughs> It does. It does. I can be quite frightening. It works. It tracks. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. But first, let's talk about you. How have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been I've been doing uh, really good. Um, yeah. Let's see. I took most of last year off from from writing after the release of my first book, just, you mm-hmm. know, to clear my head and like figure out, OK, like what went right, what went wrong, like give myself a bit of time to just yeah. decompress. Like and a then, retro. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then over yeah. the summer, I just kind of was like, something reignited in me where I'm like, there's this new creative fire in me. And I see like a yeah. vision for like so many new projects. And I'm so I'm so excited. Um, so uh, the main thing is, um, with my first book, Disinerbus from the Ashes, I have mm-hmm. decided that Mm. There were many things I could have done differently about the launch of that, but the main thing is that I'm right. going to be, I'm going to be rebranding it. It's <gasps> going to have like, it's going to have a new name that's going to be easier to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's going to have a new cover. I'm oh, commissioning man. character art, and <gasps> I, it's oh, it's it looks so good right now. Like all right oh. now, it's all like top secret. I'll probably I'll oh. send it to you later, Lola. Just, just you know, <laughs> okay, I trust okay. You. Um, but once, once that's all done, I'm going to be doing like a huge reveal probably at the top of next year. I'm hoping to relaunch it, relaunch book one in spring along with, um, hopefully an audio book that will be narrated by yours truly. Of course. Um, 
I've also been working on book two a lot over the summer. That's in draft three right about now. And it's Amazing. coming along great. Oh, um, I love to hear it. For some reason, my brain was also like, here's other book ideas for you. <laughs> um, one including, funnily enough, vampires. All right. All right. On brand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is like a, a weird, like Greek god retelling, like inspired thing. Ooh, uh, a lot of fantasy vibes. Okay. So so yeah. after after book one relaunch and book two, um, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of lot of new stuff on display. Ooh. And I'm so excited. <laughs> ah, we love that. Oh, my God. I will. I am so excited to keep up with all the things that you're doing. Honestly, like seeing my friends like thrive in their creativity, like also encourages me to do so. So like, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it so much. I love to see, see that. Um, and you also revamped your Patreon, right? Recently? I did. Yes. It's, it's, that. it's needed an overhaul for quite a long time. It's one of those things where it's like, it's been on the back burner and my friends have been like, you know, you should update that. Like people really enjoy <laughs> your stuff they would be willing yeah. to like you know like if yes. you like revitalize the rewards a little bit and so mm -hmm. i was just like okay i'm gonna do it so <laughs> so yes um i'm treating it as like a little fan club for people who like want to support me and my work a little bit more um uh the standard rewards are still the same you know discord access early mm -hmm. early access to stuff um but then like in the higher uh tier rewards um i'm doing like patreon exclusive content like character mm. analyses and i'm going to be doing like entire like series like deep diving into different properties for like more niche topics uh, that'll yes. be specifically for patreon for patreon members um and also a lot of book stuff when that'll be ready the um oh. you know just to like make it make my author side of what i do like more prominent alongside the youtube stuff Incredible. Yes. If you guys want to support Thomas and all of the creative ventures that uh, he's doing, um, where whether it's the book stuff or his content on YouTube, uh, check out his Patreon link in the description below. Thomas says, I'm so inspired and like super excited for you and all the things. Thank you. That that means that means a lot. Uh, like Aww. I appreciated the support the first time around. And now that I know what I'm actually doing, I appreciate it even more. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And like, does it ever like dawn on you? Like, because I'm sure you had the creators and stuff like growing up that you really looked up to and that inspired you to even like start writing. Like, it does it ever occur to you that like, you're also helping inspire other creatives to like create their own stuff? Hmm. Like, it's not a thing <laughs> that I actively think about. It's more yeah. something that like, I go, Oh, yeah, you're probably right when that gets pointed out to me, which mm -hmm. is like, it feels so reassuring in what I do, but also very humbling. It's yeah. kind of like the cycle of creativity continues and that makes me very happy. Oh, yes. Oh, I have chills. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of chills, are we ready to deep dive into some Halloween stuff? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Well, before we get to the actual, um, like, Halloween episode deep dive because of course we're going to deep dive the actual Halloween episode because <laughs> why what I else would, would I do? assume <laughs> yeah. um you, like you'd they... be surprised all the people that were like you've got to do a deep dive on it it's like yeah that's the whole point <laughs> that's what literally what we're doing <laughs> literally the but title thank you so much <laughs> oh my god um, 
<laughs> so funny. But uh, I want to discuss like what Halloweenks even is and why we, the fans of Winx Club, love it so deeply. <laughs> Hi theory friends, Lola Valentine here. So over on the Winks Forever Instagram and Twitter, I asked you guys, what are your favorite things about Halloweenks from the dolls to the comics to even the episode special in season two. So throughout this podcast special, I'm going to be sharing your answers, starting with it's Alexandra on Instagram said Mitzi's face when the girls revealed their outfits. Priceless, iconic, classic. We love to see that. <laughs> it's Jara for real says the fact that there was even a Halloween episode of Winx Club. We actually get into that in this episode. So yeah, we will discuss that for sure. Um, the outfits and the comic, but I wish they would have done a story for every Winx, not just the three of them. Girl, same. You too can join in on the conversation when you follow at Winx Forever Podcast on social media. So uh, the first time that the term, quote unquote, Halloweenks was ever coined was for this special Halloween episode in 2006, which is season two, episode 16. However, it wasn't ever used in the title of the four kids dub of this episode, which I find so interesting. Right. Um, it's yeah. so strange because usually <laughs> four kids titles are great because, you know, they're they're blunt and to the point yeah and also that but like Halloweenks, like it's so clear from the name it's a halloween winks thing Mm -hmm. and they didn't go for it (laughs) right it's it's very very funny the the four kids version title uh was the fourth witch which it which it does like (laughs) it 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 tells us you know what kind of what it alludes to but like it yeah to your point they they're usually very straight and like blunt and like Mm -hmm. this is it it makes um, so, sense yeah. when you watch the episode and you know the context, but anyone mm-hmm. passing by, see, this is something I've also learned from like having to rebrand my book. It's like you have oh. to think about someone with no context. Yes, they're gonna think when they glance at it, mm-hmm. and if they see the fourth witch, like they're gonna be like, I'm thinking like tricks, a fourth tricks. Hello. <laughs> well, that also. Which, I, funny <laughs> enough, they're not anywhere in this episode. <laughs> not no, none of the slightest. No. <laughs> oh my god. Um. But and then so so there's the Halloween episode that happens in 2006, and then six years later, a lot of so <laughs> you're right, yeah, weird. Ooh, let's let's try not to do a third one. <laughs> weird. We anyway, it'll be on brand. It's fine. <laughs> it will. Oh my god, I didn't know we were gonna get into a cult shit like so early on <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> it's Halloween, Lily. Get with it. It's true. That's true. All right. Tis the season. <laughs> the, oh my does, gosh. Does the season apply to this holiday? We'll go with it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Nondescript autumnal holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love this, Thomas. You understand, like, how i react when we're together is how i react when i'm watching like any of your videos so like you're getting like my like irl like reactions to you all the time <laughs> thank you this this provides me with a bit of insight i appreciate <laughs> this is already so off the rails i love it i know oh my god 
<laughs> All right. Um, but as I was saying, six years later, in October of 2011, Winx Club would go on to produce a three-part miniseries called Hallow Winks Monster Mission, which ran in the Winx Club comic series to help promote a line of just four dolls, as well as an online video game of the same name. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess we did avoid the third six. <laughs> I guess we did. Look at us go. <laughs> Look at us go. Shout by out Rainbow. By admitting two of the wings. <laughs> Shout out Rainbow for picking favorites. Um, <laughs> which I'm, we'll get into it, but. Oh, we'll have words. <laughs> a tragedy. Yes. <laughs> but I, I like to say that most importantly, Halloween's is a state of mind. <laughs> it's how it makes us feel. Um, it's the same thing kind of like with like Winksmiths, you know, like that's the other christmas holiday themed winks episode that we don't really talk about the episode itself we just kind of like like holiday season time and also winks club so just yeah we yeah. we come up with the vibe we probably write fan fiction about it but we just ignore the canon one because it's in the season we don't talk about <laughs> yes precisely which funny and oh i just found our our third six Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, I'll, pre I'll prepare the red carpet for Satan. <laughs> you did say I opened the doors to hell earlier. <laughs> this is all by accident, by the way. Oh, it really is. <laughs> So we are going to break down all of the aspects of Halloweenks, starting with the comics. So uh, Thomas, do you want to give us the synopsis or kind of like the overview of the Winx Club uh, Halloweenks miniseries? Oh yeah, sure. What was meant to be some simple fun at a Halloween festival on Earth for the Winx and specialists quickly spirals out of control when they <laughs> and every one of the festival goers are suddenly attacked by a pack of werewolves. To make matters worse, the Winks find that they are mysteriously unable to transform and defend themselves for the 500th time. It's fine. <laughs> and their numbers are cut in half as Bloom, Stella, and Flora conveniently remain as the only ones who manage to avoid being captured. I wonder why. <laughs> as the three fairies look for a way to free their less important friends, they find themselves... <laughs> chosen by gaia you know that that gaia you know the the greek goddess of earth you know the casually. gaia yeah in casually. case you couldn't in case you couldn't tell they were favorites <laughs> and they become her latest guardian fairies now that the earth has been thrown out of balance due to the planet's restored magic bringing mythical creatures from the very depths of humanity's collective fears to life basically this is doing what season six tried to do but you know good <laughs> yeah yeah so um that pretty much sets up like for us to talk about each comic one by one but a part of me does wonder if this was winx club's clapback to monster high <laughs> I, I wonder because i remember and this this i could be wrong and this might just be rumors but i remember seeing something somewhere one time about there being um beef between uh mattel and well that's that's not a rumor that's true there being be yeah. beef between mattel and winx club but a rumor of mattel using altered versions of the winx club doll molds to produce monster high okay again 
again i think that it was proven to be just a rumor like the creator of monster high like came out and said like yes i worked on the wings club dolls but only on packaging like this is like a new doll concept mm -hmm. allegedly but <laughs> allegedly <laughs> so it's still still though like since monster high came out in 2010 and then halloween's came out in 2011 like i wonder if it was like kind of a little jab at the bad blood between rainbow and mattel hmm. like who's to say like that's just uh, me yeah. like absolutely like <laughs> manifesting drama but <laughs> it's mean girls corporate edition <laughs> i mean would any of us be surprised especially like in this era when wings club was like everywhere like across mm. the globe like this was kind of the height of wings club fame i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if yeah. like monster high like took a nod from them and then rainbow <clears throat> wanted to jab back and that's mm -hmm. why they I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of convenient that this is the time they bury out and like uh, the Halloween stuff when they did that episode, I don't know, six years ago. Yep. <laughs> Very convenient yep. time to go back to the grave and dig it up. I, I, that's that's kind of exactly. That's kind of what I'm feeling here. But and the fact that the, the winks like in a way like this is a spoiler alert if you've not read the comics but we're going to talk about it in a minute anyway <laughs> um in a way like they like slay all of these legendary monsters and like mm -hmm. monster high is based off of these legendary monsters i don't know it just feels very tongue-in-cheek you know <laughs> yeah and i ain't complaining because we got some good content out of it so <laughs> thank really you did. <sighs> for having like, beef <laughs> it's like when billionaires like want to like um like show off like who's the better billionaire and then they just yeah decide so to like each other and i'm like <clears throat> okay please knock each other out <laughs> yeah yeah actually yes <laughs> would love to see that <laughs> so these comics each focus on a legendary monster starting with um issue number 91 werewolves in shady hill um so spoiler alert if you've not read the comics uh this is your this is your moment to bail now <laughs> This is if you your don't want to, to be spoiled for the, hills, yeah. for the shady hills <laughs> <laughs> yes so um we'll just kind of uh summarize each comic and then we'll uh talk about it and yeah it's gonna be a great time so in werewolves of shady hill issue 91 of the winks comics um the winks and the specialists have decided to travel to earth to celebrate halloween by attending a halloween festival at a place called shady hill uh, just as they are about to enjoy themselves in the festivities, Flora, Helia, and the fairy pets just, like, can't shake this feeling of, like, unease. And then all of the festival goers are attacked by a sudden pack of werewolves just, like, appear. And uh, to make it worse, none of the winks can transform, as Thomas so eloquently said, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh God, not again. Uh, <laughs> and as fate would have it, uh, Bloom, Flora, and Stella are the only ones that didn't get caught. So they uh, set out to search for their friends um, as they try to figure out a way to set them free. Um, during their search, they ran into um, a guy named Ferris, who is a man that can actually combat the werewolves. But for some reason, Flora can't bring herself to trust him so come to find out that um the leader of the werewolves was actually being uh, uh challenged by ferris who was also a werewolf but he wanted to like take over their pack so after flora helps uh defeat ferris and the werewolves kind of regain 
uh, their territory, the three fairies, Stella Bloom and Flora, the Holy Trinity, um, are chosen by Gaia, the uh, spirit of the earth, to become her newest defenders as the earth has been now thrown out of balance thanks to its restored magic uh, that the Winx helped restore in season four. And this restored magic is somehow bringing all of these mythical quote-unquote legendary creatures from the depths of humanity's fears which is that sounds like super dark <laughs> that's like whoa oh, yeah. <laughs> wait it's a minute like out of your collective consciousness this nightmare <laughs> shall shall appear <sighs> and i'm also just like oh mythical creatures all right get wrecked selena <laughs> <laughs> get get wrecked <laughs> So yeah, this comic, um, I really, really did love this comic simply for all of the werewolf lore that they included in this comic. Um, I can tell that they really did do their research in this topic before writing about like these legendary monsters. And like, I really appreciate that. Oh, I, I definitely have to agree there because they're not... Mm. Because normally you would expect like dollar store werewolves that just have like the basic <laughs> knowledge that everybody knows from cultural osmosis, but mm -hmm. they're pulling names out of mythology. Mm -hmm. They're like referencing different like stories and gods and goddesses. And I, I'm here for this. Yeah, literally same. So, um, I like it was it was so funny reading this and then like me googling because I think what did I what what did I Google that even like sent me on this like spiral of a deep dive? I don't even remember, but it was something I was curious about in the comic. And I, all of this lore about werewolves that came up, I was like, I had no idea that like any of this even existed. Like for those like that also didn't know like me. Um, so Ferris could be a reference to Farah, which is a name for quote unquote, the changing breeds which is a race of shapeshifters, AKA werewolves um, used in the world of darkness RPG. But I'm, but I'm assuming I, I was trying to find like, if that was also used elsewhere, like they, if, if the world of darkness RPG also got it from somewhere else and I couldn't find it freaking anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming they probably bit like RPGs, like are talk about people that deep dive, they do their research. Okay. <laughs> They're like, like, I will know every detail of like <laughs> this random thing. Yes. Yeah. So I have a feeling they probably also like based it off of some lore somewhere in the world about werewolves or like shape shifting characters. I think characters. I have an idea just because of like Ferris reminds me of like the name Fenrir. And like mm. Fenrir is like, to put it briefly, uh, he's a wolf from Norse mythology. Um, yeah. I personally don't know much about him, but I'm pretty sure like he had like a hand to do with like all the world serpent and like uh tree of life stuff yes yes i don't the and, names are similar <laughs> right yes right and so there's a lot of that and like of course gaia is the earth um and um it's the both physical and spiritual sense like the mother goddess of all living things also in the world mm -hmm. of darkness but also as you said in uh greek mythology greek mythology uh yes 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 um, yeah yeah yeah. uh i think she's a primordial goddess specific because there's the primordial entities then the titans and then the gods right yes 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 so like even that in and of itself like 
super cool. Um, there's Garrett, who was the uh, leader of the wolf pack that was um, the one who was challenged by uh, Ferris. Garrett is a possible reference to the specific race of werewolf in World of Darkness. Um, so, like, that's really cool. It's really cool, like, having all of these little Easter eggs because in the original like you know six years prior in the original Halloween episode we have so many easter eggs so it's it makes sense that they also put easter eggs in the comic oh absolutely if you couldn't tell that this franchise was made by a bunch of nerds back then this is <laughs> back, this is your wake up call back then very very much emphasis oh, I on sure to, i made sure to emphasize it because I feel oh like yes. season six makes it very clear there was a change of the guard <sighs> uh yes it's fine. it's fine we're talking about the good stuff <laughs> you're right yes and that's yeah that's all you need to know <laughs> also in this comic um in in this mini series and i haven't disclaimer i have not read every single week's comic ever because for some reason america has never gotten like past like comic 20 <laughs> in the Winx Club comics. Somehow that's not shocking given our love-hate relationship with this franchise. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> but I don't know if this is common for the comics, but Bloom using her aura reading powers, like it's really, really refreshing to like see her using it past season two. <laughs> so. Oh God, it is. Cause I always think like whatever happened to that power? <laughs> like I, I know they probably got rid of it because they realized they didn't explain fully how it worked, but I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay, just explain it a bit more or just leave it mysterious, but don't ditch it. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> like you can't introduce that. That could be proven to be and it does in this comic prove to be very useful like and then just like say like oh well yeah i don't know <laughs> she yeah, just didn't use it ever again <laughs> no blue's just like well i didn't use this power at all while fighting the black circle and the fairies of vengeance or trying to make the people of earth believe in magic again but i guess i'll use it to fight some werewolves <laughs> <laughs> okay sure yeah it's fine Makes it's sense. fine it's funny too because i feel like in the comic a little bit she like also like it's like oh yeah i can read minds <laughs> it's like oh yeah that's a thing i can do i wonder why oh, i forgot yeah. about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah so that's really funny um i also think that it was really interesting in these comics they they put an emphasis and like a differentiation between magical powers versus mental powers and versus mm -hmm. natural powers it was i don't did you catch on catch up on that like uh i did think about it a little bit the mental power differentiation makes sense to me because yeah reading being mental mm -hmm. okay so mental powers are more of an empathic thing they're more passive right. that makes sense to me the yeah. thing that's throwing me is the <laughs> natural power because i'm like how do you mean like the things you do when you're not transformed because i'm pretty sure that's yes. still magic <laughs> or is it because it's from Gaia? In which case, Ooh. that's what I'm thinking. But then, yeah. I'm like, then I'm also thinking about the number of forms that come from nature specifically, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I get so many powers from natural powers. Oh my god. Yo, yeah, the can of worms opens very fast Apparently, and it just doesn't. All the wings forms are in the same vein as butterflicks and harmonics and circuits. <laughs> 
It's also very funny because when I was asking people online about Halloweenks and stuff, they kept saying their Halloweenks transformation, their Halloweenks transformation. These are costumes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. the, like the only they, they were wearing them already. <laughs> yeah, which is so wild. And like the only thing that really like transforms are like the little like weapons that they get that Gaia like gives to which them. Which I love. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, that for some reason great. like yes like it's so like flora with a sword hello yes, please. <laughs> like weakest little, winks who exactly <laughs> the soft flower girl has a sword like don't mess <sighs> with her do not cross her do not oh my god they say the pen is mightier than the sword but not in this case <laughs> not here not here oh i love it and then something that you pointed out while we were both like kind of diving into this was stella using her moon powers yeah she acknowledged them for once she literally said oh i think the moon helped or maybe the moon helped me girl what <laughs> girl you've been ignoring the moon for how many years now <laughs> Fairy of the shining sun at what first and all, the moon. What sun doesn't shine is my question. What sun Ooh, does not dead shine? ones? I well <laughs> black holes. <laughs> well, you know, that's what the moon's hearts become since being ignored by this girl. So there's that. <laughs> so funny um so some uh trivia for this comic um obviously this is the first out of the three in the halloween mini series um this mini series as we mentioned takes place uh sometime between seasons four and five um as bloom stella and flora make attempts to transform into their believics and they also mention how like they you know like brought magic back to earth so it's got to be like somewhere like in between like after season four when they bring magic back and like mm -hmm. way before season five <laughs> so oh yeah you know it's pre-season five just because love and pet still exists <laughs> yeah <laughs> which can we talk about the pets real quick <laughs> oh they were i i'm surprised that i actually kind of like them now like right <laughs> i'm like i was not expecting this turn of events i i thought because i always just considered them to be like cheap pixie replacements that just didn't mm -hmm. speak you know like mm -hmm. every mascot posts post season like four <laughs> seriously i know and it's like it yeah it was too much work to like work with the pixies because they actually had personalities and like character development that they had to write ugh. in yeah <laughs> gross yeah how how dare they <laughs> so exhausting <sighs> so <laughs> they wrote them out um and just conveniently replaced them with these non-talking like other sidekick characters that are just you know like buy our toys so <laughs> that yeah the littlest pet shop energy that's literally oh, the whole vibe of the fairy pets yes but in the in the halloween though they they are so helpful like like they for some reason like gaia like grants them the power to like hold the winx's like weapons like did you right? like which is get, so... like they like they were like oh here have this sword here have this crossbow what <laughs> just, where are like, you even holding that coco <laughs> are, are they weapons dealer are the pets weapons dealers like Ooh. are they like what's happening here i i'm just imagining like little coco the cat like holding onto this this giant sword <laughs> Which is an image, or Belle the sheep just aiming the crossbow at you, just like, oh. yeah, just mess with me, see what happens. 
<laughs> I hope that you know that you've just empowered so many like fan, fan artists. artists. Too. <laughs> I hope I did because I want none on my desk Monday morning. <laughs> I'm Palladium. <laughs> And we are back with some of your favorite things about Halloweenks. Luke Elementic says the looks of the Winks Halloweenks monster mission. Um, yes, all of the looks were absolutely iconic. Uh, we love um, all of the outfits that the girls appear in in the comics for the monster mission issues. Uh, Shirley Paulo says... Uh, when the Winks show Mitzi their outfits again, the appreciation for the absolute shock on Mitzi's face. Um, we've got uh, Stella was a queen in the episode, the Four Kids episode especially. I 100% agree. Dee Dee Whaley says it's an Earth episode and the girls are hiding in plain sight to upstage Mitzi but still have to save her. I, I think that that's um, a very good yeah take on take on this episode i want to know what your favorite part of halloween is share with me on social media at winks forever podcast and then also as we've mentioned the parallels between these issues and season six um this issue is similar to two episodes in the sixth season of the animated series uh the curse of fearwood and the magic totem because for some reason mm -hmm. the winx club halloween party was like there was a big totem in the middle of this field that they were yeah, all like dancing I, around i was still like not sure why that's a choice <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like scroll on past that panel. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. Yeah, I, mean, I did see that, but I'm gonna pretend I didn't. It, yeah, that was questionable at best. <laughs> I was like, at best. Hmm. Yep. And the specialists were so funny because they like it they really seemed like they really wanted to like experience Halloween. And I can only imagine like how that conversation went because the all of the girls already experienced it like in high school. They're like, Oh yeah, we've already done that. And they're like, What the heck? Like, why didn't you invite us? We could have gone to to what is it called? Silent Villa and like <laughs> you know, like helped with the fourth sister and all this stuff. And they're probably like, all right, well, we'll, we'll take you to a Halloween party. And then this happens. <laughs> I know, right? Like, this is the Halloween party you go to? Like, what? What? I'm so confused. What? There's not like, like haunted houses in Gardenia? Like, what are we doing? No, or like even like, God forbid the goth ball. I feel like the goth ball is at least less offensive than this. <laughs> seriously oh my gosh yeah so that was um that was a, a choice. choice yep 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 moving on <laughs> um to issue 92 the second installment of the uh three-part mini series of the halloweenks comics um the club of vampires thomas do you want to give us the synopsis of this one i shall indeed because apparently <laughs> vampires are right up my alley <laughs> it's their fashion i can't i can't help it oh yes Anyway, now that Bloom, Stella, and Flora, and only them, have become <laughs> Gaia's newest guardian fairies, they must take care of all the legendary creatures popping into existence thanks to Earth-restored magic. 
And during their investigation, the trio comes across a spooky cafe that turns mm-hmm. out to be run by vampires. <gasps> for vampires. You know, they have a little <laughs> thriving community over here. You know, good for them. In Gardenia. Which, like, they never yes. say, like, where they are, like, on Earth. But we I assume because they, yeah, they never go anywhere else in this era of Winx besides Gardenia. So. Well, yeah, because they had sense back then. Because they were like, <laughs> location will just make a world in the magic dimension right like, but later on they're like nah uh. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about no. that yeah sorry anyhow. for bringing it up <laughs> the trauma anyway the cafe owner <laughs> lord amaranth desires the moon pendant that the winks now carry and so he hypnotizes flora into falling in love with him which it's weird that works because i thought flora had a thing for werewolves and not vampires but anyway right. Anyway, he has other hypnotized servants and they gang up on Bloom because, mm. you know, Bloom deserves the bullying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But luckily, not all of the vampires agree with Amaranth's ambitions because people are not a monolith. Get your, <laughs> get your assumptions of vampires out of here. So Bloom and Stella find an unlikely ally in a young vampire named Nina, who looks like the love child of Musa and Chimera. Which... Seriously, I'm still, I'm still like she has shimmer. You pointed out she has like shimmer's face, but she has mm-hmm. Musa's hair, and I'm mm-hmm. so deeply confused by it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <sighs> Nina, she wants to get rid of Amaranth and free her people. She's a girl boss. She's a revolutionary mm-hmm. vampire leader. Good for her. And so <laughs> the three of them must now defeat Lord Amaranth, not only to restore balance for the sake of Gaia but also to restore those trapped within the vampire lords. Totally not in blood involved hypnosis. It's totally, there's no blood guys. There's right. no blood. No blood at all. No blood at all. Duh. Humans don't actually have blood. They don't bleed. No. Oh yeah. Duh. For, for, no. I forgot. I forgot that lesson in biology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until you turn like 13. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> children don't need to know they have blood yeah i it's so this hmm (laughs) i have a lot of feelings about this installment like the like we started off great all Mm -hmm. the werewolf stuff in the first one i absolutely loved um we get a little uh interesting with the with the choice (laughs) of like direction they went with the vampire stuff um the vampire lore in this one so amaranth the um the vampire leader or whatever um he it, his name is a reference uh to a term used by vampires to describe the act of drinking another vampire's blood and then drawing their soul into their own um and this Cannibal this description vampires cannibal vampires exactly so this like this description that i found comes from again the world of darkness rpg um but it's also like a a a part of vampire lore like this this race of vampires that like suck on people's souls after they drain them which is so interesting it's like how they like stay young um so yeah i i thought that that was so wild that they again like kind of like did their research on oh we can't have them suck blood so like let's have them suck souls that's totally better exactly it's like maybe it's maybelline maybe it's human souls (laughs) (laughs) 
your book now when it eventually releases. <laughs> Yes, please, yes. Anyway. Oh, man. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting that, like, they went with the sucking life essence out of the humans route instead of the blood. Like, yeah, this is still a cartoon for kids slash comic for kids. So, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> the children can't know about blood. No, never. <laughs> you are listening to the Winx Forever podcast. In this, in this one, yeah, Bloom gets a crossbow, which is very funny because she's, she again points out how like she can't transform with her magical powers, but her natural powers like are, they, they draw from, or she draws on them from fire. And so she's able to still like use her fire abilities, which of course we all know burning a vampire kills them. Um, they hate fire. So that was interesting also i can't remember did stella stella was waiting outside because she was like very put off that <laughs> they, they didn't allow pets inside the restaurant which like stella that's a very oh, yeah. common like <laughs> she was very <laughs> very common practice it. for restaurants like, these these pets are our children and i'm like oh you're that kind of person okay oh <laughs> all right <laughs> Oh, she saves the world so so that her her pet can have a better life. <laughs> and I'm like, Stella, oh. you just met you just met Ginger. <laughs> like, <calm laughs> down. Take it down a notch. Oh, oh my God! Didn't so she also yeah, hate being a black mud swamp girl, like <laughs> right. But like, she, I, I wouldn't think that like Stella is like the animal loving type, but like apparently we are wrong. But uh, but of course, magical poodles. <laughs> It's exactly if they're magical poodles. I mean, it's a it's a it's a glorified purse dog. So, <laughs> so it's yes, it's a fashion accessory. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, what else about this comic? Um, the other people in the cafe, cafe, yeah, they were also vampires. So it was like a cafe, like like you said, for by vampires for vampires. Um, so they could like. Mm -hmm eat each other's life force i don't get it um but i don't know i don't, I don't know it's none of my business um, <laughs> but, but uh did stella at any point use her like sun magic to like because they they don't like sunlight i don't think she did she just kind of like chilled outside and then she was going down the spiral staircase with mina complaining about the lighting and interior oh, yeah design. and i'm oh, like okay go yeah. off queen but like time and place that and is then... when in the spiral staircase is when she <laughs> oh yeah she did she did a little bit of it but then she was like oh no it's not working on the humans and then she oh yeah <laughs> that's right because part of them because part of the people were humans who were being um like hypnosis by also amaranth um wild it's wild that um amaranth was able to uh like hypnotize flora as a fairy as a magical being and also if i feel like her magical essence shouldn't have allowed that to happen but like whatever no one asked me <laughs> yeah, i mean really it's just because flora was the main character of the last issue so mm -hmm. we gotta find a way to make mm -hmm. her less less you know prominent and so right. this this is how we should do that. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's also why Stella all of a sudden cares about animals. Um, exactly. So that we, Bloom can have all the spotlight. <laughs> there, yeah, it was there Bloom's go. elaborate plan. <laughs> <laughs> Bloom was playing four-dimensional chess on how to be the main character. <laughs> she said, damn it, I, I thought I agreed that I was the only one chosen by Gaia. <laughs> Oh my god, what if she actually paid the vampires up to set all this up just so that, you know, all of this would go down? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her, honestly. Like, post-Secret <laughs> of Lost point... Kingdom Bloom <laughs> would. <laughs> oh yeah, she would. If she justified. She'd be like, you know, I'm just returning things to the natural order. <laughs> oh, you know, you know. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but her bow and arrow is cool. Her little crossbow, that's very um oh, it's yes. very cute. It's very it's very like cutesy Van Helsing. <laughs> very fashionable, very chic, but also mm -hmm. very deadly. I oh. also just love it because you know, she's you know, both fire and she's also a Sag. Mm -hmm. And as a Sag, mm -hmm. I gotta appreciate the fire arrow girlies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we love it. It's great. And I also love like in each of these comics when they um like defeat the legendary monster, like there's this full page illustration and it's the one that you, you know, many of us have probably seen online without even reading the comics. That is so it's so pretty. Like I love the art. I love I I love it all. It's so uh it's great oh it's absolutely <laughs> stunning like i see why those are the covers mm -hmm, uh, specifically mm -hmm. flora's i just yeah, floor with a sword again <sighs> flora, with, flora a with a sword, sword. all right and so that leads us to issue number 93 revenge of the mummy um so in this comic the earth's restored magic continues to awaken more legendary creatures from the depths of humanity's collective fears because that's not terrifying at all um and it makes them into a reality <laughs> and so um after settling a dispute with uh the werewolf pact and also destroying a vampire lord hungry for conquest gaia's latest guardian fairies uh flora bloom and stella uh still only have them. <laughs> only them very important it is only them um they still have one more job on their hands is to defeat this ancient egypt egyptian priestess who wishes to plunge the planet into eternal darkness as one does in order to resurrect her lord um in this comic unfortunately stella's powers again as we've seen in the previous two issues have been rendered completely and utterly useless um due to uh the sun so the the priestess like causes a um a lunar eclipse a solar eclipse which one is the one that the sun uh, was <laughs> the, the solar eclipse I'm solar sure. solar yes it is being eclipsed by the moon yes the solar eclipse yeah uh, <laughs> what, good, what is the one move. where things go dark <laughs> i'm like good move girl abandoning your moon powers <laughs> Great, great i know <laughs> literally it's like it's so funny that she's like oh maybe the moon helped me in issue three of this mini series and <laughs> then now she's again. like moon who i don't know her <laughs> moon who? <laughs> oh my god that's the official motto of solaria <laughs> <laughs> oh woof that that brings a whole new meaning once like you know luna and radius separate <laughs> yeah like oh queen luna who Ooh. <laughs> yikes oh no wonder stella's so messed up <laughs> oh but for real we love a, a traumatized queen oh. we do. 
And now here are the rest of your favorite parts of Halloweenks. Phoenix Grimm 911 says, I love the episode. It's fun. It stars my favorite holiday. I think that that is a general sentiment um, in all of our hearts. It's definitely a beloved episode of a beloved holiday celebrated. Dolls with Dasha says, how terrified I was to go to sleep as a child every time I watched it. That was your favorite part? <laughs> Okay, I mean, I'm not here to judge. Um, Closet Chloe Cosplay says the costumes. Yes, their Halloween's costumes were incredible, but also the fact that they used their Winx transformations as their costumes to Mitzi's party was even more iconic. Sun Magic says uh, the dolls who seem to be basically non-existent today. Honestly, same. It's really hard to get a hold of those dolls. Um, who, who even knows? Who even knows how to get them or where they are? <laughs> uh, friend of the show Stella's Wings Club says okay probably everything the dolls the outfits the theme as well this can integrate Winks into our lives even more which I think is a very special and fun thing that happens when a show gives us a holiday episode right it's like very relatable something that we can as Stella mentioned can integrate into our lives um, I think that that's very, very fun. Some other people said the artwork, uh, the unique design for each Winks. Um, <laughs> Dane, uh, or it's Dane Dane on TikTok says, uh, the doll commercial was iconic, which we will actually be discussing in this episode. Um, as well as uh, Kuroki Moo on Instagram said, I love the season two episode. Sure, it was just filler, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. I love the ending jig. Um, so very fun. Thank you guys so much for sending in your responses. Um, we'll mention a couple more as the episode goes along, but I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and have a happy Halloweenks. So Stella, um, her powers are not working because the sun's being blocked out. Um, they eventually are able to defeat the mummy with the help of, of course, Ginger giving Stella a scepter, but it's not her scepter. It's a different scepter. It's Gaia's scepter. Just to confuse you. <laughs> just, just to like, yes, just to confuse us. And I mean, it a little bit kind of looks like Kimura's in a way. It's like Kimura's in a different font. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's the red jam, I think, that's making it look like that. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's just very, um, it's very funny. So they are able to stop Lamia before summoning her Dark Lord um, without Cell's powers, thanks to this scepter um, provided by Gaia. So, yeah, that is the Revenge of the Mummy. Like we said, Stella forgets she has moon powers again. Um, <sighs> I was, I was disappointed because while they do have, like, this ancient egyptian lore in it which is really cool to see lamia who is the priestess under um apep uh the embodiment of chaos is like the ultimate en enemy of the sun god of ra which is very funny that lamia wants to resurrect the sun uh, the the exact enemy of the sun you know like of stella basically which like that's a cool like play there for sure but mm -hmm. it's really i just feel like this one was like very lazily written compared to the other two 
like we started off so high <laughs> with the werewolves <laughs> we did and it's just been a progressive like um yeah. slope downhill i don't know like there's something about this one where it feels like there's not really a story unfolding mm-hmm. things are just kind of like happening, happening. <laughs> and stella gets handed her victory and i'm like she couldn't mm-hmm. like figure out a way around it i i don't know again right use the moon just mm-hmm. a thought like or even like if if this apep or apophis or like whatever mm-hmm. he's going by if he's the enemy of like the sun god i don't know stella doesn't that sound like a, a god you should like i don't know align yourself with maybe his <laughs> pal gaia yes right yeah no, but for real, like Egyptian that been... Queen Stella, make it happen. <laughs> Ooh, that would be so cool. It'd be, it'd be very cool. Like, yeah, to see them kind of like mixing those two lords and like having that, having that moment, you know, and like we weren't given that. And a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people are like, they should have done all six of the winks, like issues of this and da da da. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad they didn't. If like they kind of like progressively got worse. Yeah, and also like Stella is like. The- the second most beloved by rainbow and if mm-hmm. this is what they do with her <gasps> i don't want to see what they'll do with the others i god oh. i dread what they do to Tekla. <laughs> oh my god i know i don't even oh who what would I, she even like rage against like i assume frankenstein's monster because lightning <gasps> because that's all we've got i mean yeah i'd rather her fighter than frankenstein's monster try to take her on a date <laughs> Yeah, I just unlocked a whole lot of trauma for all of us. <laughs> oh man, can we talk about though? Even even though this like Revenge of the Mummy arc is like very like in comparison to the other two like poorly done, like mm-hmm. it's still way better <laughs> than season six. Than season six, it doesn't because... take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. We well, know yeah, that. Cause... The bar for season six is in the depths of hell with everyone's collective fears. Like, it's really not hard. Yeah, I don't, that's so, yeah, it's, it's really sad. (laughs) Disheartening, yes. It's disheartening. It really is, like, it's cool to see, like, so much creativity and stuff flow in these early seasons and even in the comics. Oh my gosh, like, this inspires me to like want to read all of the comics like so badly <laughs> like oh same this I've was heard, good like, so i've heard so many wild things about them too and i'm like i wanted them to go on like wacky misadventures that are outside yes. of the plot it's why i love season two so much mm-hmm. and i'm like oh the comics are all of that oh sign me up yes absolutely yeah so i'm really excited to hopefully hopefully get um more than just like the first three to 20 uh, comics in america finally um it's it's just that for all of eternity it's that cycle of only those comics (laughs) every so often every few years I tell you what, Rainbow's gotten a hell of a deal out of like those being produced. Though they probably like spent what like a couple of thousand bucks having them produced in two thousand four, and now like twenty years later, they're still <laughs> reproducing them. Oh my god, talk about a return on investment! <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Part of me is oh. like, good, get your coin, but also it's Rainbow, and I want to be spiteful and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know. I don't know what's worse, the fact that they keep repurposing it or the fact that they can't come up with anything better because they know they can't because it was the golden <laughs> era of Wings Club. <laughs> the answer to both questions is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but I did really I did rebooting it. <laughs> Oof. listen oh yeah well it's scary it's scary because they they've known for years that they can never top the golden age so what are we doing why are we doing this why do we need a repeat uh, <laughs> because of money <laughs> speaking of money i really did enjoy these halloween's comics even if they were just a marketing stunt to sell toys mm -hmm. um you know, I really do think that they that they did a really good job of all of this and i do think that like this little three run mini series is what inspired season six like it had to have been like the legendary monsters like season six was what year 2015 i want to say 2014 into 2015 yeah so like it was a few years before you know that and so i feel like there was like a lot of heavy inspiration in that i mean that's really cool to see that even though season six is garbage um, <laughs> that that they were able to pull from you know like references and like and like inspiration from the golden era of wing Skull because it's the best we have um, so. and it's yeah it's just the well we keep going back to we don't know why we well the fans know why we keep going back to but rainbow is just like clueless yeah right <laughs> They're like, eh, and made us oh. money. We don't know why, but you know. It's also very funny that like they waited so long. And we we mentioned this earlier, like they waited so long to come out with this like mini series and this run. To your point, it was like at the height of like to me, like season four was their pinnacle. Like like mm. they had just come off like their two movies and this fourth season that no one thought was coming. Like no one no one saw season four and like magical adventure happening really like we thought Mad like secret lost kingdom was it kind of mm -hmm. um especially yeah, in remember, the states <laughs> i remember like hunting for season four online and i think that's probably when a lot of fans like learned like wait it's more than just the four kids dub mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe when the with the wings fandom there was this huge like swell of excitement because of that maybe yes. it wasn't the pinnacle of quality but it was the pinnacle <laughs> of like hype mm-hmm absolutely and then, I and then after that nickelodeon happened and we all know what <laughs> yeah straight into the toilet <laughs> but as we mentioned this three comic miniseries was in conjunction with the release of four not six but four <laughs> special never halloweens six. never six because that would make way too much damn sense um <laughs> special halloweens monster mission dolls by gioki preziosi um as well as an online game of the same name in october of 2011. um so the dolls were of course the holy trinity flora bloom and stella but also randomly musa i yeah. right like what so <laughs> I mean, as a Musa stan, I'm not complaining, but I'm also deeply confused because normally, like, it is like Bloom, Stella, and Flora is the Trinity, and then mm -hmm. sometimes Aisha gets included in that, right? But normally, because diversity, who... yes, absolutely. right. I mean, Aisha's a queen, but like, let's be real, like corporate cynicism—that's the reason. Yep, I. Yep. Yep. But like Musa and Techna are usually the forgotten ones. Like they're mm -hmm. usually the, the losers. I'm. I mean, I'm not shocked Techna's not in there, but Musa. <laughs> you know what's, what's so happening? funny 
for some reason it was like a mandela effect for some reason i for sure thought that the fourth was tecna but only because there is a um a person in the fandom that and i'm blanking on the artist but there's a person in the fandom who created a tecna halloweenks doll and it looks phenomenal it's so uh, well done that i thought that it was official <laughs> oh wow look uh, as usual the fans are the ones doing <laughs> all of the work for rainbow <laughs> seriously i know it's embarrassing at this point rainbow jeez i just find it hilarious i wonder if this keeps the genio up at night probably not because he's still making money he doesn't care oh which i mean like good for him but also like how dare you sir oh yeah but it, but even even though even still that they included Musa in this line, they didn't give her a damn thing. <laughs> like, these these dolls with the bare minimum. <laughs> these dolls include their Halloween outfit, which is like um like really like cute and gothic and like adorable. Oh, yes, um, and then a goth version of their cute little fairy pets a skull with like a locking key for some reason um but also Iconic. very cute and a hairbrush but musa she only <laughs> got the skull lock and key what those were even like things in the comic <laughs> her hair doesn't need brushing her fairy pet doesn't exist that mm -mm. you know if, you know <laughs> she don't pepe who <laughs> You know, just like the duck Pepe, we forgot him. We just doesn't exist the in Rainbow's Pepe eyes. Curses you to the darkness of oblivion, <laughs> but not not the actual oblivion. God damn it! I just realized there is actually an oblivion. <laughs> oh god damn it! Oh I'm weeping, but yeah. So like, even though it's like Musa's there, it's nice to be included, but she's still not really a part of the gang. Like it's no, really sad. No, you know what it's giving? It's giving a Sami Legend of Korra. Like I'm here, I just don't get any cool fights, and I'll get ignored half the time. Jeez, no, for real. She didn't even get a damn comic. Like she has a doll. She didn't get a comic. Like she I get a banshee not... or something. Like, come right. On. Like let's give her a siren, maybe. Like music. Ooh. Hello. Like yeah. Like yeah, that would work. right there. Or if you wanted to be lazy, since the siren is also to kind of a mermaid. Have Aisha mm -hmm. and Musa give them the same comic? <gasps> Ooh, Sonic Wave. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, have I I have to ask, did you ever see the commercial for this doll line? Um, I watched it earlier when you like when I saw it, because I was looking over this before like the call, <laughs> and it frightened me. <laughs> it's it's dare i say scarier than all of hollowinks combined like it is but not in the way i think they intended oh no not at all these these the little girls in it bless their hearts why they do them so dirty uh terrifying <laughs> so they're, scary they're the smiles. scariest part about the whole thing <laughs> i there's something about scary kids but even more so with them because there's they have such freaky smiles and looks mm -hmm. in their eyes that just scream and i don't I think that nightmares <laughs> oh my gosh they just scream i know what you did last summer oh <laughs> like God. it is 
it's so scary it's terrifying like and i don't think that it's the poor little girl's fault like they're just following bad stage direction like it's just bad <laughs> yeah oh man yeah, it's not their fault i hope it's they're not, not haunting anyone currently <laughs> except for whoever produced this commercial them they, oh, yeah, can. they can yeah they can they can get it they free can, game can yeah exactly <laughs> the ghosts can have a field day with them Oh, if you guys want to check out the, um, well, if you the want nightmares, commercial. the curse commercial, I will link it in the description so you can, uh, so we can all have this shared experience. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the children will appear before you in seven days. They won't do Ooh. anything to you, but you know. Yeah. Don't say winks three times while watching this video. <laughs> If you're enjoying this episode of the Winks Forever podcast, be sure to follow the show on your preferred streaming platform so that you're notified when new episodes are released. It was also interesting. There's a longer version um, of that commercial, mm -hmm. which I thought was wild in that version. Well, I think in the, in the short version too, they animated over the Halloween episode like cartoon with the Halloween outfits, which I thought was so interesting. It was a very like mm -hmm. I I get why they did it because they wanted to like marry the 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 two like instances that we use Halloween. Um and in and in that like reanimation, like they even show Tecna and Aisha in even theirs as well. <laughs> Even though they do not get dolls. Like, it's so, it's all wild to me. I, I don't understand what the reasoning was, you know, like, but. I mean, for what it's worth, I think they looked pretty good. I'm just confused oh, by the whole they decision. Great. Yes, right. They look amazing. And I love the, um, I love the reanimation over it. Like, it's really, it's really, really cute and, like, well done for it mm. being 2011 that they did this, you know, with, with, with 2005 good. footage, right? Like, like, I'm shocked with how, like, like, if I had never seen this before, I'd be like, mm -hmm. yeah, the tracks, I wouldn't think it was a reanimation. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, like, that's really, and maybe that's what they were hoping for with that because it had been six years since the episode aired. So, like, that kind They're of track. Like, and they forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kids are dumb. They don't remember these things. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like the audience who like grew up watching Winks, um, yeah, they just stayed kids or they moved on to live action things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. The two very wrong assumptions that Rainbow <laughs> makes about their audience. <laughs> Every time, no matter how many times we tell them, and I think they just ignore us consciously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that pretty much wraps up all of the uh comics and the doll line oh wait no we didn't talk about the the online game which like that was a thing oh not yes the notes. game yeah i don't think i ever remember playing the game actually um there I, is no i didn't <laughs> i didn't even know it existed until i read this and i was like what <laughs> there was a game yeah there was there was a game and um there was i feel like a couple there was one with pepe the duck actually which was halloween's magic cauldron and so pepe like makes um a magic like you collect like ingredients to help pepe make a magic potion and it's pepe the duck um but it doesn't say when it was released um hmm. yeah so that's interesting but it does have like a cute little 
like um thumbnail for like what was on the website so that's funny but i but i also distinctly remember there being also like maybe that was like a halloween's like in 2006 game and then there's another game i think about like the the monster mission where like they fight the monsters like you are the winks and you are fighting these monsters i'm pretty sure that existed (laughs) because that because that was the online game that they that they pushed and the um i feel like i have faint memories of it this, yeah i mean like this had to have existed because like first of all that's just brilliant like i yes. <laughs> right like winx clubs like their integrative marketing plans for like online back in the day like when online marketing really wasn't a thing like they did really really well with it in the early 2000s and like is, and even in the 2010s so- it's so shocking that like back when the internet was weird and like more mm-hmm. eclectic, they knew what mm-hmm. they were doing. But now that it's more like accessible and mainstream, they're just at a loss. I'm like, they're what like, happened? Mur, mur. Yeah, I think I think what happened was they flew too close to the sun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they it was a whole Icarus situation. They um got got a little toasty and they haven't recovered since. <laughs> <sighs> Why does that feel so accurate? <laughs> if you guys so let's let's turn it over to the to the audience if you guys remember the game that we are talking about the monster mission game where like you played as the holy trinity <laughs> bloom cellar flora them. and only them because why would you include anyone else um and you battle these monsters in the comics like let us know if you remember that because i cannot find any traces of it online um maybe i'm not looking in the right place but please let us know in the comments um yes of this you episode sh- you all shall be our minions do our bidding go forth creatures of the night <laughs> awesome okay so now i think that we've covered all of the um supporting assets of the Halloweenks line um shall we take mm-hmm. a break before we head on into our rewatch discussion of uh season two episode 16 that sounds like a good plan i feel like yes. our brains need like just a reprieve <laughs> a minute yeah yeah i agree <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, we will be back for the part two of this special Halloween edition of the Winks Forever podcast. So don't go anywhere. That does it for part one of this two-part special Halloween episode of the Winks Forever podcast. Thanks so much for listening. You can check out part two right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show and your favorite streaming platform so that you're notified when new episodes are released. Join in on the conversation when you join the Winx Forever podcast Discord server. Special shout out to the Winx Forever mods in the Discord server, Chris, Tanya, and Luna Mooney. Link to join is in the description below. The theme for the Winx Forever podcast is the song She Makes Magic by Big Wild.